Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 93. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. That helps new listeners find us and of course, just helps us grow the show. And Chris, could you share with our listeners a special thing that we have? Yes, we have an awesome partnership with OrlandoVacation.com. They have an exclusive promo code just for you to say 5% off, and that's DISLOVE, D-I-S-L-O-V-E. And we have to say, we were in Florida right now. We stayed at an OrlandoVacation.com property, and it exceeded every expectation we could have. And what was awesome was that it was a brand new property. It was close to Disney, but close to other things that we wanted to do in Central Florida. And so again, use that code DISLOVE to save 5%. And again, if the room's $100, you pay $95. It's that simple. And to go to OrlandoVacation.com to book, or you can call 800-641-4008. The staff is awesome. They're super helpful. And you know, we actually had a wonderful conversation with them during our trip. They have asked them about discounts on tickets, asked them about car rentals, asked them about other fun things to do in Central Florida. They will hook you up. They're awesome. Now, in this special episode, instead of having a guest, we are going to talk about our experience at the Magic Kingdom on Friday, October 1st for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. I'm sure by now you've all saw reports and saw the pictures of merchandise and food and all of that, but we were very fortunate to be able to be here during the celebration, and we're actually recording this in our room at Pop Century right now. Yes, it is. We've had a a wonderful time. We've been able to meet our longtime friends from Florida, from Texas. And I can tell you, I mean, there is a unique energy in the park this week. Well, this weekend. And it's just, you know, it's one thing to be in a crowd. It's another thing when it was the 50th anniversary. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. So to kind of give my overview, so I would think most of you would all agree that I'm the more diehard Disney person than Chris. And for me, it was just neat to be able to say that we were there on that historical day to be able to not only see everything from park executives to like really hardcore Disney fans that just went above and beyond with costumes and all kinds of very elaborate things for the celebration. It was also neat just to be there to see all of the new things launching from the food to the shows. Those were all really exciting to be able to see. And so Chris, with that, what was your favorite part of the day? You know, I think with that lead up, I mean, the 50th it, it doesn't. I mean, I'm here at Disney, and I think it was just neat to be around people who really love Disney. I think that's the, been the main part is that people who are here uh, this weekend were, are the diehards. I mean, they're the people who knew two years ago to start planning for this day. And so, you know, there's people who go to Disney as vacation. This was definitely not their weekend. Um, there was just lines. I mean, I think just really the energy of just the celebration. And, you know, my wife had a wonderful time and seeing her smile was my favorite part. Oh, well, you're really sucking up, aren't you? <laughs> um, I think Chris hit on some really good points. The fact that this was different than a regular Disney vacation. We ended up, we came as an adults only trip just because we wanted to be able to experience everything to be able to cover it for all of you, but also see it from that level. And I will say it was not a regular vacation vibe. My favorite part of the day was probably when you first walked into the park 
that morning. We had to get up super early to get on the buses. We still didn't get in right when the park had opened. We got in shortly after it opened to park resort or to the resort guests. And it was just kind of neat to see there was executives on Main Street to see all of the different costumes and all of those things. I will say that just those first like 10 or 15 minutes going inside, you got the programs that were, they gave out special 50th anniversary programs that were only on that day. They also had, when you were leaving the park, they had posters that we were able to get. I think probably one of my favorite things was I scored one of the Minnie Mouse sippers. If you've been watching the popcorn buckets or the sippers, those sorts of things. So those were some of the things that I really enjoyed. Just that overall feeling of excitement, like Chris mentioned. Now, Chris, what was the most memorable thing you saw during the day? I would just say the lines. I mean, there was from we got in the park relatively early, and it was still late. Uh, I think eight o'clock. If you were in the parks at eight o'clock, you were already an hour too late. Right off the bat, popcorn buckets. I mean, aesthetically, not my thing, (laughs) but there was people. I mean, in line hours that waited for a popcorn bucket of essentially a Mickey, you know, a balloon Mickey ears. Uh, I think that's really the big thing. I mean, there was just lines everywhere you went, and they were kind of scattered throughout the park. And here's the thing: the inverse is that. We we there was rides. I mean, like Ariel's ride. We walked right on to rides that normally you would have waited easily yeah, Space Mountain, we thirty minutes. Correct, on, like yeah. uh, rides that maybe in no, normal peak capacity would have an hour to maybe hour plus wait. You were walking right onto them. Whereas if you wanted to get something in the store, you were going to wait hours to get into a store. And I'm sure you know this might date the podcast a bit, but. You know, if you're a Disney fan, you've probably seen some of the skirmishes that happened inside the stores. I mean, there was just a vibe, and uh, it was, you know, some some of it was good energy, some of it was bad juju, but nonetheless, I mean, it was just it was a fun environment to be in. And I think the other side is we also, and I don't mean to jump ahead, but for the fireworks show, I'm not going to comment on Disney Enchantment the the presentation, but it was just people like we. I waited an hour and a half, and I was essentially ten yards in front of. What is that? The, the train, train station. station. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, people were were there. I mean, there was folks at one o'clock in the afternoon in direct Florida sun, lying on the ground on a blanket, waiting for a spot to watch the fireworks. Where we, you know, in years past, we've had much better seating, but there was people waiting. I mean, in, in essence, eight, yeah. nine, ten, in twelve the, hours. Yeah, early. By the time we walked through, by ten o'clock in the hub, there were already people. Staked out with spots sitting, like he said, they're sitting on blankets, they had umbrellas. I don't know how they did it. Um, the one thing was that was the first night, but it is the same show for moving forward for the future. So kudos to them for getting an awesome spot. I will say probably my most memorable thing besides watching the lines and the people waiting for the fireworks was just the costumes that people had. I think as a Midwest girl, I couldn't have tolerated some of the really, I mean, they were gorgeous, really cool, full costumes, outfits, sparkles everywhere. Um, Everybody had from suit jackets to dresses and shoes and all of that sort of thing. I was amazed that in the Florida heat, how people were dressed to the nines with their costumes. And I just, as the Midwest girl, could not have handled the heat all day like that. But it was just so cool to see. It reminded me when you go to a dapper day and people have all of those elaborate costumes on. So that was a really awesome thing. We did see 
and one, the one person we saw love or hate him, I think we all have opinions about it, but we did see Bob Chapek on Main Street at the beginning. He was there with several other Disney executives. So, I mean, I was literally probably three or four feet away from him. That's definitely something that you can't say you see every day. We saw the Magic Kingdom ambassadors, lots of other podcasters and vloggers and all of that sort of thing. So that was pretty exciting. I think, though, overall, it was just some of those experiences that, like Chris said, there was such a wide range of vibes there. And that kind of brings me to the next thing, Chris. Did, were there any disappointments for you that day? No. I mean, again, I'm not a super fan. So for me, like just being in Florida is kind of good enough. I mean, being at Disney, you know, I, the nice thing is, is that it wasn't like the rides were maxed out and there was long lines yeah, for everything else. True. I mean, even for food, I mean... In the past where things where you could just walk up, get chicken tenders, like you had to put your chicken tenders order in hours before. I did our mobile orders at 7.30 a.m. while we were on the bus. And I think this kind of goes <laughs> back to our long, you know, standing, you know, edict of like planning out. I mean, if you didn't plan out your dinner, you were not going to eat. Because you weren't even going to get a bottle of water. Correct. You would have been waiting for a long time just for at a cart. There's really, I mean... You would have had to eat ice cream because the, the, you couldn't have eat popcorn because the lines for the popcorn <laughs> buckets. True. Now, I mean, you might have been able to work out a deal with somebody, but I mean, for me, it, it the weather was it was not too hot. It, there was not a cloud in the sky. I think so. Those things were positives. I mean, you know, if you wouldn't have told me that it was the 50th anniversary, I mean, if this would have been like a couple of months in, and it was just kind of like another day. I don't know. I would have really noticed the difference, but because it was the day. You really, people were tuned up. I mean, even in front of our resort, I mean, there was a line. It took us over 40 minutes just to get on the bus at Pop Century. And that was us getting in line at 6.30 in the morning. I will say one thing that I learned is maybe I'm not as diehard as I thought, because there are some people that it was just awesome to see their enthusiasm. There was also, I think the biggest disappointment was maybe to see, um, how angry people got over the merchandise. People were quite, we never even made it into through the virtual queues, but like some of the things that happened at Emporium and that, I think it's unfortunate. We were all there to celebrate a big day. And that I think would be my only big disappointment. We all love Disney and we're all there because we want to celebrate in that day. And just people went a little crazy over the merchandise, I think. Correct. <laughs> I could also say though, Disney knew what the expectations yeah. were and to have this merchandise, I mean, if you can have a pop-up stall to sell ice cream bar, you can space out things throughout the yeah, park they, as I think well. They I mean, to space and again, there. I mean, you could have very well had, you know, again, I'm I don't know what I'm talking about, but you could have <laughs> had one item in Pecos Bill area, you could have one item in another part of the park where you could have kind of spread things out, and then you wouldn't have had people like hoarding things. We're trying to like again, you had to like scan a QR code, and then a lot of their, you know at least electronics, it, it took a while for the process. It was not immediate. So even if you might have necessarily like air quote scanned in, you might not necessarily be in line and you had to wait. Cause like we had a friend that was able to get through, Vanessa didn't. Um, they both did it at roughly the same time, but the system allowed one person to go through and another not. So, you know, I think there could have been, and again, they have the stuff sitting in the back yeah. and I understand <laughs> there's a, like, there's a scarcity piece where you want, but Disney got, videos of fights yeah there was yeah it was it was sad this is on them i mean it's their product it's their park they know what the day is it's not a surprise i mean nobody had to remind them it was the 50th anniversary and there's still a lot of space in the park where if you can figure out a place to put popcorn buckets 
Almost like they do for like the trick-or-treating or something. You could have had some of those type of things popped up. Exactly. And you could have even also done a thing where, I mean, Disney loves taking your money. <laughs> That's take, true. Take we the give mon- it to them. Take the money and then just say, hey, be back here at 9 o'clock. Or, you know, have some sort of, th- I mean, it, it could have been done a lot better where, because the other things too, is like, if you see, I saw a couple of TikToks of the stores, like we have a friend who's in a wheelchair. I mean, Disney, I mean, it's, I would say at least almost probably 10% to 20% wheelchair folks. Those take up a lot of space. They move slow. And, you know, if it just was a bad situation and Disney should know a lot better. I mean, the buses, when we, when we left... There was one bus after another getting people off the property. You can't do the same thing for a cup or for a yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just, true. it's not, it could have been done much, much better. And I really, you know, I understand there's there's hype, but it really moved into hysteria. And all those, and you see those TikTok videos and the YouTube stuff, like that was real. It was a real sentiment. And now again, if this would have been a month in, you would have had the hardcore people. There'd be people like myself who really, you know, I got my 50th anniversary Crocs. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right. You did get your merchandise, but that was before we went. To but Disney I planned Street. ahead. But I'm not going to be the one in the fray because a lot of these were resellers. If you look, if you again, we're October 3rd, but there was people within hours who had already had stuff that they bought in the park on eBay and other places for resale. You should know that you're going to get a good, not a lot, but a good number of people who are going to grab everything that has 50 on it and and buy it to resell it. So this is really, Disney took the L on that. And I think when you look forward to the 60th anniversary, they're going to look back at these skirmishes and and say, why, what did, what did Disney do to prevent this, which they didn't do much. Well, I think too, like he mentioned, not only just spreading out at the park, but I think also having some of the 50th available other places. We went to Disney Springs a couple nights ahead of time because I knew like Chris wanted his Crocs. There was a couple of things I wanted to get um, as gifts and just to have, and they didn't have everything there. I understand there's some exclusive like October 1st things, but I think they need to have better spread out of the merchandise. Like we were at Animal Kingdom the d- yesterday, there was like one kiosk with 50th stuff. I think people going to all the parks should ex- expect to see some of that 50th merchandise. So if they could spread it out more, I did hear that they had it at Epcot and there wasn't as many people, people didn't realize that a lot of that stuff was at Epcot. I think if they would let people know ahead of time, okay, each of the parks at this store, you can get some of these things would help with that as well. I personally was glad we didn't have our daughter with us just because there was such a massive people for the product lines and that it just, wasn't that happy vacation environment, I would say, that you normally have. I'm so glad we were there to experience it, but it was just different um, than a typical vacation for sure. Now, yeah. And I think that just to interrupt you quick, like for me, like I don't, there was nothing I wanted. So for me, it was a little more relaxed, but it just like, again, like you go to Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a sword that's been sitting there for months <laughs> that's been unsold. You could have easily put one piece there and one piece at another place. But to have, at least from my view, a lot of this things that were in very high demand in a very select number of places, very poor planning. And here's the other thing, even like on Main Street, like there was, there, there was almost like your classic Disney line weights like on the sidewalk where it was very difficult to walk through because there's people also staking out spots on main street like in the road i mean disney just i mean i if there would have been an issue i mean it would have been just pandemonium if there was like would have been some sort of if if the fight would have spilled over into main street i mean my (laughs) goodness it would just because there's no place to go and i think you would have in the past where you could have walked away 
Or, Especially with the limited capacity, it's not like the park was at full correct. They pre-pandemic how, numbers. They could have managed they, this crowd. They better. knew how many tickets they sold. Yeah. And it's just – Disney does a lot of things right, but I think this is going to be definitely a black stain on their history, especially to be on the 50th anniversary. It just – over a piece of fabric that has the number 50 on it. I mean, yeah. Disney <laughs> – I'm gonna, everybody. I don't even know who this Bob Chapek is. I'm going to blame him. Everybody doesn't like Bob. I, I'm on an anti Bob Chapek train. I don't he was know who out he is. meeting people. He should have been out helping merchandising. Oh right? no, no, he should have been. In, you know, he yeah. should have been in a safe office because things got nasty. Yeah. So we don't want to put a damper on the whole day, but it was just it was the environment in terms of the products was not very. Disney fairy tale. But again, but you know, I don't want to say a damper on the day, but there's things you expect from Disney. Yeah. You don't expect this. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. And this is 100% to Disney's, you know, to their owning, to their management. I mean, this was, again, a limited number of tickets. This was not free day. This was not, you know, community benefit day where it was just like, it wasn't an open house. They had a limited number of tickets. It, you have your most hardcore people who, in essence, w- made reservations the second they could, nine months ago, eight months ago, whenever it is. This is on them. I mean, there is nobody to blame but Disney. I mean, now the behavior of people, yes, that's it's it's it ultimately, at the end of the day, people are going to go, man, I got into a fight over a cup. True. <laughs> but I, again, you know, when you kind of look at like the crowd mentality, it was in full effect. And it kind of like that psychology 101 college class of like, why do people do what they do? They may have been the gasoline, but Disney was the oxygen. And I mean, they they were just fanning the flames of just, again, limiting people. And there was folks who were just angry. And it, it could have been done a lot different. Disney is still a big park. There was places where, you know, again, they could have, it could have been done a lot better. <laughs> now, I will say, besides the – I just gave up on the merchandise stuff. I didn't want to be a part of some of those lines and that. But I think the only small disappointment I had was with Disney Enchantment. We had a great spot to see it. We were at in front of the train station, so we had a clear shot down Main Street. I will say I felt like – it was just a regular show. It didn't give me that 50th anniversary vibe. I'm sure you've probably seen it by now online. But I think back to World of Color at Disneyland several years ago. I don't know what rendition is there now, but they had the one with Neil Patrick Harris doing the narration. And they had clips back with Walt and things like that. I think it would have been nice to have something reminisce back to the opening of the park, maybe some historical things blended in instead of just things from the movies. Now, our daughter loves a lot of the movies that were featured in it. I sent videos home. She was super excited about it. But I think for the, I didn't get a 50th anniversary feel from that show, which was kind of disappointing. And even the lighting of the castle. Spaceship Earth looks way better with the lights on it than what they've done for the castle. So I think that was kind of a little bit of a disappointment as well. But like Chris said, it was great just to be there that day, what we started with talking about, being able to say we were there at that historic moment, being able to see all of the excitement from people. We don't want to say that any of those things that were negatives were, we still would come. We still would have came. It was still well worth it. Um, Some of the things that I look forward to over the next 18 months, I think for me is just seeing like Chris was talking about, hopefully Disney learned from that first day experience with the merchandise. I'm hoping that aside from those October 1 dated items, like some of the pins and different things they had that for the other merchandise, it's going to be readily available for those of you who weren't able to be here this weekend, or for people who are making multiple trips 
back. Like I would, there's some things that I would like to purchase that if they're not available now, I'm hoping on my next trip, they'll be available during that celebration. And I'm hoping, like Chris said, that Disney's kind of learned from that. And just like with Flower and Garden or Food and Wine, that they're hopefully restocking some of those products because this is a special occasion that people really want to be a part of. Um, Are there any things you're looking forward to during this whole celebration, Chris? No. No? (laughs) You were here already. You experienced it. I'm good. I I just... You know, it was a nice, I, I had to say, like, spending time with our, we have some very good friends from Texas that we've been spending time with. I think being with them has made it fun because, like, you see a different perspective and you get to, you know, one person wants to go on this ride. And I think, you know, the the best thing I would say is just how easy it is to get on rides. Like, you know, we were over at Everest and we were able to walk right on. I mean, twice. It, twice. I mean, it. so that was the nice thing. So, but in terms of the overall feeling, I mean, I got my Crocs. I'm happy with that. Um <laughs> And but hopefully we talked about maybe even being back for the 75th. We'll still be that we It's kicking. possible. <laughs> and so that was nice. But in terms of everything else, I mean, I'm not, like, again, a super fan. A lot of the things and the people are just kind of over my head. But the weather was perfect. I mean, the, the sun was – it was warm enough to sweat. It was bright enough to get a sunburn. <laughs> but that said, in terms of the inverse of if there would have been a storm, you know. I think it would have been much different. Correct. There, there was no rain. It was nice. Um, the weather has been – once that sun kind of gets down, the weather is perfect. So that's been the best part. Now, and hopefully you got a chance to see some of the our past guests have some really cool 50th anniversary things from ears to cups to shirts to ear holders to mugs, all kinds of great things. We featured a lot of those on our Instagram page that day. So check those out. If you have a trip coming in the next 18 months, you can get decked out with some really cool stuff from some of our past guests. So I encourage you to check those posts out and those links. And as always, we're going to end with our two-minute trivia and our wisdom from Walt quote. So Chris, you are up. Okay. Well, if you've been following the 50th anniversary, you've seen a unique color palette. So the the base is a, a what I would call a midnight blue, mm-hmm. but there's also another color. It's it's a, a bit of a purple, maybe a bit of a teal. Royal blue. Yeah. What is it? So the the color it kind of ranges from like purple, blue, teal. They Disney has t- coined a term for the theme of this this color palette. Okay. What is it? And when you get it, it's gonna it's it's a very it's a good pun, but it's also bad. B- bad isn't corny, not as in like not. Oh, it's not like their tagline about the most magical celebration. No, no. Oh, okay, then I re- I don't know. This seems uh, odd. The color palette is called iridescent. <laughs> That's cute. Because a lot of this stuff is like the color changing. Yeah, with the light hitting it. And yes, stuff, so. and so I just I wonder it's. It just seems to me to be a little too dark of a color. Like, I, I would have thought they would have gone more. Yeah, especially if you want to wear any of the stuff in the Disney heat. Yeah, it <laughs> just. I, I would have thought it would be like more like a playoff of like black and red. Than, oh, yeah, like, like Mickey where, colors. Where does blue, dark blue, purple, and I mean, it just. There's a reason for everything, but as a genuinely, relatively disinterested party um <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense but i like the color though my, yeah, my, my crocs look nice, look nice. Yeah, yeah i like blue is nice. yeah. my favorite color so my crocs look banging and um yes <laughs> 
All right, great. And of course, instead of ending with a Walt quote that we typically do, I decided to choose one from Roy Disney and the dedication of the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. So it is, may Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place, a Magic Kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. And that's what we hope you get a chance if you haven't weren't here this weekend that if you get a chance that you can come sometime very soon to experience the things with the 50th anniversary celebration. We got to see the Kite Tail show yesterday. We're going to be seeing, hopefully, fingers crossed, get on Ratatouille before we come home as well. So all of these things across property, um, we got to see a preview of Harmonious. We I, we didn't even touch on that. We did see Harmonious, the preview the night before the first. Um, so there's lots of exciting things happening with new attractions opening, and we hope that you get to come very soon and experience this celebration for yourself. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.